welcome to Magnifying God in Your 20s, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults in their 20s glorify God. For most of us, our 20s are some of the most pivotal and challenging years of our lives. This decade is a season when most people make huge life decisions that will impact the rest of their lives. This podcast aims to help young adults of our generation navigate these years through the lens of the gospel. Join us as we run towards Jesus. Magnifying God in Your Twenties. This episode of Magnifying God in Your Twenties was recorded on July 31st, 2021. And I am joined here with Sai. And this is your host, Manny. And it's been a while since we recorded. Oh my goodness. We are uh, back. We, we are back. back together. Yes. So one of the reasons why we hadn't recorded uh, in a while was one, both been out of town. Two, I got COVID. <laughs> I got COVID and I had to outsit for a family. I don't recommend anyone getting COVID. It sucks. But before I got COVID, I went to Alabama on the high school ministry retreat at Christ Chapel just to serve and to meet like a bunch of high schoolers. And that was like really, really exciting. The high schoolers were really mature in their faith. We're not even talking about like surface level theological things. It was deep theological things. And obviously I think there's still some growth, but they're really, really mature. And that was encouraging to see. So right after I got back from the trip was when I got COVID and, oh man, it, not very pleasant at all. But in, in my two weeks of just recovery, read like a couple books, but I was able to like, as an extrovert, I was able to sit back and reevaluate my spiritual walk with God, which I think every Christian should do at some point. You know, Paul talks about examining yourself to see if you're in the faith. I think that's part of, this is part of our discipline. So, yeah, I've been just enjoying time with God, reading books that are edifying. So that's that's what I've been doing in the last couple of weeks. How about you, Sai? <laughs> yeah, we've both been out there on... Uh, Adventures. I guess one exciting thing that I recently did was went on a trip, traveled to Spain, my first international trip in a while, went to Madrid uh, last weekend. And yeah, it was just a really sweet time in Madrid just to spend time with uh, a guy who's in my Bible study and just getting to uh, get to know him more and really just get, get to explore a really cool city. And I mean, I'll tell you what, like one of my favorite things about traveling is really just getting to meet new people and experience different cultures. And really, I think it just uh, shows the beauty of God and his creation. And um, it was just really cool getting to go over there. And, and one of the blessings of my job, you know, I worked at American Airlines, is uh, the ability to fly and travel and, and get to experience new places. And, um, yeah, it was really cool. So it was nice to get back out there. It was a little of an adventure getting back. Our flight from Madrid to Dallas got canceled, <laughs> so we had to fly uh, Madrid, Miami, Miami, Houston, Houston, Dallas. And we got like the last seats on all those flights. But, wow. and on our flight back from Madrid, Miami, they were like, hey, on the plane, the power outlets are down. The entertainment system is down. And all I had with me was a little book called Philippians. And <laughs> so I, I got these recently, these like ESV, ESV has this really cool thing where they have these 
little study Bibles of all the different books of the Bible and there where you can take notes and write in them. And, and the one I had been carrying with me recently has been the Philippians. So for the nine hour flight back, I really just got to sit on that book and really work my way through it and really just sit on God's word for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited really through this podcast just to share what I'm learning. And then this fall, not just continue my study of it, but also uh, hopefully walk my Bible study through it as well. So Absolutely. Um, it was really cool just being able to s- sit on that. And so, yeah, I, I think been having quite a few adventures recently, but I think that's the one I'll, I'll share today. Excellent. We're going to move on to quotes of the day. I think Sai has a really good quote to share with everybody. And the one I have today is actually by C.S. Lewis. There he goes. There are no ordinary people. You have never talked to a mere mortal. Nations, cultures, hearts, civilizations, these are mortal, and their life is to ours as the life of a gnat. But it is immortals who we joke with, work with, marry, snob, and exploit. Immortal horrors or everlasting splendor. This does not mean that we are to be perpetually solemn. We must play. But our merriment must be that kind of merriment, and it is, in fact, the merriest kind, which exists between people who have, from the outset, taken each other seriously. No flippancy, no superiority, no presumption. And I just love this quote because it puts into perspective God's creation of every every person uniquely. Like, it's helped me start to see like a stranger in the street as not just someone I can look past, but someone that has an eternal destiny. Although that buddy is going to die one day, there's still an internal uh, repercussion or internal consequence, either internal life or internal death, that makes that soul just valuable. And I think it gets to the essence of the gospel when Christ commission Christians, go, make disciples. I think he makes, like C.S. Lewis's quote, makes like that person, like makes you have that perspective that that person is not just someone you can merely just relate to and just forget about it. The other thing that he talks about in this quote is is that immortals are the people like we joke with, we relate with, we work with, and I think as Christians, one of the benefits that we get to enjoy is that we have a foundational understanding of the gospel. And in an instant, we can be having fun and be joking around. And in an instant, that can switch to talking about internal things. So there's a foundational piece of internal, valuable conversation that builds up this relationship of fun and merriment and just joking around. And I think when I when I see a stranger on the street, I think that's something I, I I desire for them. Going back to the gospel and the commission of what we're commissioned as Christians, like, you know, every person is of great value. Let let us be compelled by God's love to preach the gospel to them in hopes that they believe and come to the kingdom of God. And I think that uh, C.S. Lewis quote just it's the uh, heart of, you know, how we view God's creation, especially in every human being. And this this quote is actually from Weight of Glory. And 
I haven't read the book yet, but I intend to read the book very soon because I've heard really good things about the book. How about you, Sai? <laughs> uh, that was really good. I really like that mini. The one I have today is from John Piper. And uh, this is one that might be the shortest one that I that I share, <laughs> but one that has really is one that I've been processing recently. And the quote is, the Bible is a window, not a portrait. Mm. Like the Bible is a window, not a portrait. And I really think about that. And it's like, okay, you really break down. Like, what is the difference between a window and a portrait? Mm. Uh, where a portrait doesn't change, right? It's just, I imagine I go to a museum, it's just sitting on a wall. And you think of it kind of from like historical context. Mm. It might be beautiful. You're like, oh, cool, look at that. It's artwork. And there might be a story told there. But it's not something I go to every day. And it's not something that's ever really changing. But I think of a window, right? You go mm. to a window and you look through a window and you really get to see. It's much more alive. Absolutely. And you're seeing the world. It's not stagnant. Yeah, it's not stagnant, right? And it, it's, it's, it's alive and it's a world and it's much more meaningful. Mm. And I think of, okay, I think of that through the lens, but for the Bible and God's word. And oh, it's not stagnant, but it is alive and it's telling a story. And like, Manny, God wrote a book. That is that is just hard to wrap my mind around. And you know, you look at you know Second Timothy three sixteen that all Scripture is God breathed, that all these words are breathed out by Him, and it's a story that He's telling us, and He's inviting us every single day to come to to look through, to come be a part of His story that He has for us. And you know, this story that I'm excited for us to really break down today on the story of the Bible and who it points to, and how we're invited to be a part of it. So yeah. I'm excited to jump into this story and what it is. Same. All right. So the topic of discussion today is the gospel. We're going to try our best to like, just break it down to simple words that everybody can yes. understand and then just use uh, Christianese. <laughs> but yeah, take it away, Sai. <laughs> yeah, no, so today we really want to really go to the core of what do Christians believe? Mm. And what is the gospel, right? We keep using that word, and you hear it a lot in Scripture and when you go to churches. So, Manny, when you think about the gospel, like, what does that really mean to you? The gospel is the power of God through the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, to awaken someone who is spiritually dead, alive in Christ. That simply is the gospel but there's there's so much to uncover in that short sentence i think one of the things that we can start to talk about is what is sin what is what is what am i being saved from all all those things yeah i I see a few things going on here some big ideas right that there's there's a god Mm -hmm. and then there's mankind there's kind of us we follow when you're talking about this there's a thing called sin Mm mm-hmm and it's going to lead us into a problem and, you know, hopefully there's a solution for it. Yeah. And so, yeah, start, kind of start walking us through that a little bit. So let, let, let's, be, let's begin with the question, like, okay, what, what is sin? What is, what is the sin that we oftentimes just throw that word, word around? Sin is anything, that, sin is simply anything that, that is done not to the glory of God. We examine the scripture right from Genesis, and you know God created 
you know, man is an image created them, man, and woman. And God gives man instruction. Everything I've given you, except for this for this tree, do not eat of this tree, for the, the very day you eat of this tree, you will die. And shortly after, the head of the tree, and, you know, death, death came. Most people think that death is a natural process of existence, but the truth is, like, it was never in God's creative plan. Death came because sin came into the world. And, you know, Paul talks about this in Romans. Through one man, man is, became sinners, and through one man, man became righteous, referring to Jesus's death. So the fruits, the action of disobedience was because it was not glorifying to God. It was the intent was to glorify self. Hence the this this the, the temptation that Satan tempted Adam and Eve with was that when you eat of this tree, you won't surely die, but you become like gods. So there's this sense of wanting to glorify self other than wanting to glorify God. And that just misses the essence of our, our being created. We are created for a purpose, and that purpose is to glorify God. When we disobey God already, when we sin, is missing the glorification of God. So that's that's that that's for example that's basically uh, what's what sin is. Then we then we talk about like you know, and through that narrative, we come to. God's chosen people being set apart. You are also given what is called law. You have the Ten Commandments, which I assume everyone is familiar with. And then you have Leviticus, which is about 600 plus laws for uh, God's chosen people to follow. And practically, no one can really like fulfill all of those those laws. So the, the problem is that the law, what, what was the purpose of the law? The law was then given so that man can realize how sinful they are. Romans 3.20 talks about the, the purpose of law. Law was given to expose man's sinfulness. Well, if no one can you know, measure up to this standard, then what's the purpose? Why do I have to follow the law? Uh, the other problem we run into is also like the consequence of sin. The wages of sin is death. Like, like we talked about earlier, like death was not part of God's original creative purpose. It's a result of uh, sin. And we see this in, you know, Romans 6.23. So that's, that's the consequence of sin in itself, death. And then we start to, I guess, talk about God's love and all those things. But Yeah, so I guess to, real quick, we can kind of yeah. recap the story. I, I love you're walking mm-hmm. through it. So... What I'm hearing you say is that in the beginning, there's there's this God Absolutely. who is all-powerful, who is good, and this God creates the world. And he creates part of his world is us, mankind. Mm-hmm. And it says we were created in his image through God, which kind of makes sense, right? But also for him. And I love that you said that we were created to, to magnify God. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You see, that. <laughs> but there's... This problem here, right, that you said that sin entered the mm-hmm. picture that you see Adam and Eve there at the beginning wanted to magnify themselves. Exactly. And be almost like their own gods in a way. 
And because of this sin, it leads destruction and death. Mm -hmm. And they're separated from God's presence. Exactly. And and I like I laid out there, you know, kind of what we earn from that sin, you know, our pride in magnifying ourselves does lead to destruction Mm -hmm. and to death. And so, Manny, kind of what is the solution to that? Like, you know, what do we do? All right. So at this point, yeah, everyone, everyone is pretty much in trouble. Like, no one can, yeah, <laughs> no man, one can uh, measure up to the law. Then what's the point of anything? Like, everyone's in trouble. But you start to examine, like, the narrative of just in the, the Bible, uh, right from Genesis also, uh, we start to see the gospel in, in effect. Like, because right when Adam and Eve sinned and, you know, God found the sin out, the gospel was introduced. Because Adam and Eve, in their own knowledge and wisdom, were trying to cover their nakedness up with, like, leaves and all that, which can be attributed to, like, works. But God was like, what are, what are you doing? You're using your works to cover yourself? No. So what did God do? God found an animal, killed the animal, and made skin clothing for them to cover them up. So even in his in his hatred for sin, in his wrath and his judgment, was his love also exhibited. When people talk about, although when people don't often talk about God's wrath, when people talk about God's wrath, they forget that in his wrath, his hatred for sin, in his justice, his love is also revealed. Like I'm just gonna jump jump the gun a little bit, because if you think about it. Christ bore the sin of the world so that God's wrath for that sin can be poured on Christ instead of us. And that is a tremendous exhibition of love. Taking the wrath that we rightfully deserve to be poured on the righteous one, the perfect one, the holy one, the third, second person of the Trinity, so that we can have God's righteousness instead of our own. I think that's in God's wrath, his love is like shown tremendously. So just backtrack. So we see like the narrative of the gospel right from Genesis. And we also see it in the life of Abraham. Abraham was a pagan, basically. He did not follow God at all. But he was set apart. God revealed himself to him. And Abraham was recorded in the Bible as a man who had faith and that was counted to him as righteousness so abraham was about 100 years old sarah i think his wife was about 80 years old and she's way past childbearing age and god had promised them a long time ago like you're gonna have a son and this son would be a blessing to many generations or a chosen one so to say to many generations and then you have isaac so abraham had isaac at 100 years of age and then God told uh, Abraham to go sacrifice Isaac. Abraham was obedient to God's command, took Isaac, and when it was right up, when it was about to sacrifice Isaac, an angel appeared to him, appeared to him and stopped him and replaced Isaac with a ram. So you have this substitutionary atonement taking place where it was supposed to be Isaac that should die. But instead you have this ram taking Isaac's place. Then Finally, uh, just jumping a few more uh, stories, we come to the narrative of Jesus being taken up to the mouth and nailed 
on the cross instead of us being rightfully punished for that sin. So we can start to talk about the implications of Christ's death on the cross because that has huge implications. You, you talk about, okay, when Christ was going to die on the cross, who's, like, I think the way Piper would put it is, is this. Whose sin was Christ dying uh, for? It's our sin. And, but whose righteousness we receive as a result of Christ's death? His righteousness. We did absolutely nothing to receive God's righteousness so that we can be justified in his presence. That, that's a big deal. Then we read like John 3, 16, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes will not perish. So there's a caveat, whosoever believes. That belief does not come by self-willing it. God, the Holy Spirit, awakens someone, and that's what I was talking about earlier in the scripture line. God, the Holy Spirit, awakens someone to the reality of the gospel, and one is being transformed daily until death where they're glorified together with Christ. <laughs> I think that's incredible. Incredible. Like we do not deserve this good news. And I think uh, good news. Yeah, you have uh, this is great news. And I mean when you look at the word gospel, I mean that's what it means is good news and you're so right. Like it's so hard to wrap your mind around that this God never gives up on us, even though his creation continues to rebel against him. Yeah. I think so many times we come at this from like our human perspective where it's, you know, why does God do this to us? Why is all this happening? When in reality, it's like, we're the ones that keep pushing against God and Mm. keep rebelling, but he never gives up on us. Like you said, all the way back in Genesis, he already had a plan. Absolutely. And he continues, yeah, he, he, all the way in Genesis, God has a plan. And so, man, I kind of like wrote this out today. I was like processing, like, right, we, we say we have this good news Mm. about what, and I love how you, you really summarize it for us that, you know, Jesus is entering the scene here Mm -hmm. and you look at, you know, you said probably a great spot to start when you get to God's word is the four gospel accounts talking about the life of Jesus, mm. you know, this man from the region of Galilee who comes announcing something. Yeah. And he's announcing a kingdom, right? So Jesus comes on the scene and he says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So he's talking about this kingdom. Mm. And we ask ourselves, okay, what does it mean that God's kingdom is coming? Mm. Well, like he said, really, this is the whole biblical narrative. Like the whole biblical story all points to Jesus bringing this fulfillment of the kingdom that starts all the way back in Genesis Mm -hmm. when man falls and God says, I am not giving up on you. I have a plan. And all the way through, even though we look at here, right? So we talk about, you know, this whole story, you know, God at the beginning creates this good world. He appoints us to rule it with him, but the humans are like, nah, like we're good. Like we want to magnify ourselves. We Mm -hmm. rebel against God and we fall, right? You talk about, you know, destruction and death and, you know, which leads us to be separated from God, right? Like God is perfect and holy and sin cannot be in his presence. Yeah. <laughs> and we're separated from him and there's nothing we can do. No amount of good works, 
can get us across the chasm that sin separates so mm-hmm. far apart. There's nothing we can do on our own. Mm-hmm. I think that one is like a caveat is really important thing to sit on mm-hmm. is that I think it's so important for us. Like, I think the, really the, the enemy of this is like pride. Oh yeah. And self-sufficiency. And there's nothing we can do on our own, right? Mm-hmm. That can get us across this chasm. We need to understand that we need God, that we are in this position of brokenness. Mm-hmm. And we see here that, you know, God, even from the beginning, is not giving up on his people, even though we've rebelled from him. And there's now just a world full of just rebellion and violence and destruction and death. Mm -hmm. But God doesn't give up. And he chooses, like, I love your story there, that he chooses a family of Abraham. He says, okay, through this family, I'm going to restart this project. And I'm going to bring through this family a nation. And through this nation, I'm going to bring all of the nations. Exactly. All of the nations, I'm going to bring them back to me. What's what's really even interesting with that is, with, with that is that in Jesus' three years of ministry, the disciples, asked, I think his disciples asked him a question, you know, maybe one of the Pharisees. But he says, like, all of the Father give to me will come to me. And then he says, I have sheep. That are not of this fold. So we're referring to like Gentiles. That that is us, non-Jews. Non-Jews. And that blows my mind. We're like, okay, his death, his resurrection, and his grace, his salvation is not only for it's not just Israel, though through Israel was this good news proclaimed to. It was also for non-Israelites. And Paul talks about this grafting in. Yeah, his Um, ultimate (laughs) plan. That isn't that awesome. His ultimate plan is to bring all people, all creation to himself. And he uses this one nation who was by no means perfect. Like yeah. you read the Old Testament, <laughs> they ultimately fell a lot of times. Mm. Now you can't just bash them because we all ultimately yeah. fell. But God's like, hey, I'm going to work this family of Abraham through this nation of Israel. But as we see, as we go through the Bible, right, this, this nation sets us up as a kingdom. It has its rulers like mm. King David, but ultimately rebels right they rebel they fall into destruction as well but through the prophets we see that god continues to promise this nation that he's not going to give up on them Mm -hmm. and that he has a plan in place that god tells them i'm going to come personally to you and restore not only you but restore all nations through me and that's what we see here, that Jesus enters the scene. He's like, I am that fulfillment. I'm the one that Genesis points back to, the one that the prophets point back to. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so amazed by that name. It like, is. there's a God who loves us so much. It says, you know, he's on a suicide mission. That I will do anything to come back to you. Absolutely. And you and I were kind of laughing about this before <laughs> I- we started recording that. We both love Pixar and the movie Finding Nemo. Yeah. <laughs> and we were watching a scene where in this movie you have Marlin and Nemo. So Marlin's the dad fish, mm-hmm. Nemo's the, you know, his his son. And, <laughs> and at the beginning of the movie, Marlin and Nemo get separated. So a dad is separated from his son. And against all odds, Marlin is going to attempt to cross the ocean to get back to Nemo. Mm-hmm. And Nemo, of course, is discouraged, broken. My, I'm never going to see my dad again. I remember it's I'm separated ne- from him. Yeah. Remember, it's like Nemo's disobedience 
that caused yes. the separation. Oh my gosh, yes. So Nemo's <laughs> disobedience separates him from his father. Mm-hmm. And he's discouraged and, you know, a lot of thinks he's never going to see him again. That will never be back in his presence. And he's lost, you know. And and Nemo hears a story from this pelican. pelican. Being, yeah. <laughs> I think his name is Nigel. And Nigel's telling him about how his dad is crossing the ocean and doing all these crazy things. Wow. Like not fighting one sharks, but he fights three sharks. sharks and goes through <laughs> a fish, like a jellyfish um, filled. And Nemo's like, no, no. My dad would not go through all this to get back to me. He's like, no, no, no. Like, like Marlon is, me. yeah. And I'm just honestly so moved by that. Cause you know what that makes me think of just the picture of the gospel that, that we were disobedient. We were separated from God, but God at all costs is like, I will do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to get back to you, to bring you back to me because we were created through him, but also we were created for him to magnify God. Like God wants us to be in his presence. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, I am happy when, when you are near me. And like, that's all we bring. Like, that's all we bring to the table is a hallelujah and a yeah. praise <laughs> really is to sit in his presence and to praise him. And this story is so awesome. That What good news. And I think this is also just points it back to you, no matter where you are in God's word, it can be really confusing, especially the Old Testament. Oh, yeah. But just always remember that to take a step back and remember that it's it is the gospel. It is this good news. It's all pointing to the story of Jesus coming to save us, mm-hmm. that we were created um, through Jesus, but also for him. And he's come back to save us and to bring us back to him. And the story of that, we're all new creations. Like, I love that many of that. You know, I have, I'm broken, man. And I have, I have a past <laughs> that I'm not proud of. And there's a lot of sin in my life. Mm-hmm. And I still struggle with a lot of things. But I love the idea that that God comes in. He calls us new creations. And it's like, this is like the gospel is our story too. Have you thought of it? Like we all fall into the Nemo and Marlin camp. Yeah. Right. Like we were all, we're all disobedient. We all were far away. Right. You know, Paul Paul refers to us as children of disobedience or children of wrath. Like, like yeah, all, fall short of, all fall short of the glory, God, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And all are separated because we're all sinners, right? Like mm-hmm. we're all in this camp, you know? And I just love that we're all restored through this amazing story um, to be partners again. Like we're all called to be partners again and to join Jesus in this kingdom as a new creations. And he's inviting all of us to this new world. What's, what's really also, what's, what puts... Me and Hall is also like, he then calls us to adoption to sonship with him. That is like huge. It, it, I love this. That it's, it's not it's not just good news of the kingdom of God, and not just to know it. Right? He's like, hey, I don't want you just to know about mm. this good news. Like, no, I want you to be a part of it. Like Jesus says, repent, right? Turn around from your current way of living, and become follow me. Absolutely. Like, like turn around, understand the kingdom, but come follow me. Like, it's not a nod just about knowing the kingdom of God. It's about being a part of it. And I think God really designed this gospel to really move us to participate. Mm. Like, isn't that cool that he's using us, like, as a part of this story? Yeah. It's, you, I think it's, you ask the question, like, but, but why? I don't, I don't deserve any of this. And I think that that's the right question. We 
we don't. <laughs> yeah. But and, like, but our, our natural instinct is always to go to, what do I need? To, like, give me X, Y, Z, five steps. Yes, give me five steps this. and I, I would be there with Jesus. And Jesus is like, no. <laughs> you remember like you know, the story of the rich man that really asked for five steps? He went to the presence of Jesus and it was like, good teacher. What must I do to inherit his entire life? And Jesus was like, follow the commandments. And the man responds, it was like, all this I have kept since I was a boy. And Jesus looked at the man and loved him. And then he told him, go and sell all your stuff. But the man left disappointed because he just couldn't. But what's really interesting about the story is that his disciples didn't ask him the question like, who then can inherit eternal life? And Jesus then said, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And then it said, what is impossible for man with God, all things are possible. Referring to the righteousness we are about to receive. And I think like, oh my goodness, just going back to what we've been talking about earlier, like we cannot in any way measure up. Well, we, if we, think that the Christian walk is just a five steps like, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Then we miss the point. Because it's, it's not about works. It's, a, it's about faith. You know, we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And it's not of our own doing. And I'm, I thank God it's not of our own doing. Because if, <laughs> if it was by my own doing, I would be terrified right now. <laughs> and know? I think so many times we think that the gospel is just to be saved. And then there's something else we have to do mm. after that to grow every day. Mm. And like we talk about this fancy word, you know, ju- you know, justified, just, being yeah. saved and sanctified, mm-hmm. just becoming more like Christ and ultimately someday glorified Glorify. where you're just like him. Mm-hmm. And this idea of like sanctification, becoming more like Christ. And I think we all struggle like self-sanctification and, you know, I need my five-step plan and yeah. my effort. <laughs> and like, we mm. all want to you know, repent and turn away from all the way of life or sin that we struggle with mm-hmm. or, you know, different areas. And, you know, we all want to bear this fruit that you talked about. Like, you know, we all want to be loving and patient and kind and yeah. have self-control. But sometimes we get so overly focused on, I want to see life change. I want that fruit. I'm going to will myself. <laughs> out there. And that's something that I've really been sitting mm-hmm. on recently is reminding myself every day of the gospel mm-hmm. and how I need it in that, I cannot do this on my own, that I have to abide in Christ and that I'm nothing, I'm nothing apart from him. I mean, like, I think sometimes, you know, we start with that as well. And this makes me, I just want to read, you know, this made me think of like, you know, in John 15, where, you know, Jesus talks about, you know, the branches in, in the vine. And, and it's, it's one of my favorite parables where Jesus says, I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And mm-hmm. every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that they may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Abide in me mm-hmm. and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I'm the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Is that just really... And every day it's, we want to see sanctification and life change. We want to become more like Christ every day, right? I think we all want that, but yeah. you know, we also want to bear fruit. But sometimes I feel like we're paddling up the river 
but like using our own shape, like, oh, I'm going to paddle to get there. I'm going to do it myself. No. Yeah, instead of just letting go. And it's funny. It's when you stop focusing on that, but you just focus on Christ and abiding in him and sitting in him. It outflows out of you like 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 he naturally changes you. And it's, you know, I think of it like like farming almost. Right. Mm. It's planting yourself in the soil and allowing him to 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 grow you. Grow you. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, focus more on knowing like falling in love more with him every day and like yeah. one step closer to the cross and you'll naturally see life change and you'll bear that fruit. He says, you know, when you abide in me, you will, you, you will my, be a fruit. My love will outflow out of you. Like you will love people more. Like your focus will be mm-hmm. less on yourself. And I love, I think at the core of this, it's all about not magnifying and thinking about ourselves, but it's thinking less of ourselves and mm-hmm. thinking more of people and more about God. It's, it's actually about dying to self yeah. and living in Christ. Yeah. Oh man, mind blowing! It's, mind it's blowing. something we have to remind ourselves like every single day, right? Yeah. In this gospel, and you know, we we kind of covered it a little bit too, and we think about okay, well, like what, you know, give me the gospel in one sentence. Like, what did Jesus come to do when he came? And and the way I think of it is like, man, this news is that Jesus Christ, the righteous one, mm-hmm. the Son of God, you know, like fully man, but also fully God, fully God. came came to save us. He came, he came to the earth, you know, Emmanuel, God with us. And and he lived with us and he walked with us and he struggled with the things we struggled with, but, but, but he was, but, but he was perfect Mm -hmm. and he didn't sin. Like everything he did was not to, to magnify himself, but was to, was to magnify God and to love people well. And he sets a beautiful model for us. Like Mm -hmm. what does it look like to live? And he lived this life. We couldn't. And then what's crazy is this, he went like he was considered a criminal and he went and he went and he, he died on a cross. Like he got put on a cross, like mm. the most brutal Roman way to die. And he died for our sins. You know, he died for the wrath that we were supposed to take because yeah. of, of the sins that we do. His wrath on it. Yeah. God poured his wrath on Christ. Oh, and because of that, you know, he dies on the cross mm. and is buried but that's not the end of the story, right? We know yet. the end of the story, right? It's yeah, I'm getting chills too. That that he is triumphant. Mm. That he rises from the dead, shows that he has power over death now, has power over sin, and be and 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 because of that, we now are restored to God mm. through his life that he lived, through his death and his resurrection, mm-hmm. and now we know that. You know, through believing in that, by believing in him and following him, that we now are a part. We are this new creation. He calls us new, new creations. Like we are a part of that kingdom. And there's now no condemnation for those who believe uh, in Christ. Man, that, is, that is so good. I think just while you were speaking, I, I think about like, well, is, is, is that the end of the gospel? You think like, absolutely not. It's... It's just the beginning. Because <laughs> uh, you think about the eternal consequences of it, like living with Christ for the rest of our lives. That is trem- tremendously amazing. Oh, man. At this, like our discussion today about the gospel just fires me up. And I think one of the reasons why it's good news is that no one wishes that anyone ends up in hell. Which is a serious, and is one of the reasons why it's offensive. The gospel is offensive is because of the internal ramifications of it. Like you walk up to a stranger that you 
really do a lot, right? That's why you're sharing the gospel. And he taught him the reason why we are all damned to hell is because we have transgressed God's law. And that's offensive on its own. But when you bring the good news that, you know, Christ has come to fulfill this, that that is good news to whoever wants to hear the good news. And I think just everything we've covered today has just been glorious. And it's just, it's refreshing when you reverse it back like, man, I was one of those people Christ died for on the cross. And yes, I'll, you man. know, to not believe is that I listen in, they're also one of the people Christ died for on the cross. And sometimes I think, yeah. I think sometimes we just assume that everyone knows the gospel. And I'll tell you what, the first time I heard this, it was mind-blowing to me. I'd never heard this before. Mm-hmm. And it's my prayer that there are those out there listening to this that it's their first time, or maybe it's not your first time, but this is really today. It's like really sinking in. Mm-hmm. You know, we might have some people listening that, okay, well, how do I actually start a relationship with Jesus? Exactly. Like, what do I do with this news? And yeah, let's kind of just quickly run to that, that I think, you know, step number one here is just, you know, admit that you're a sinner. Yeah. That we're all broken. It's okay. Like we're all in the camp. Like join exactly. us. Like, and it goes back to what you were saying, like letting go of that pride of I can do this. No, you yeah, pride and self-sufficiency here yes and it's it's mm-hmm. yeah yeah you are a sinner and you're separated from a holy and perfect god mm-hmm. like we have this god who is holy and perfect a god that wants to know you and mm-hmm. you have to understand that the penalty because of your sin is death like it is one it is actual there's two types of death right it's yes there's physical, physical death, death but there's also spiritual death that yeah. you know there's an eternal separation from god in his goodness and that's the reality of it. It's scary, right? We talk about heaven and hell, and it's yeah. scary to talk about. And you know, it's our prayer that yeah, you would you would you would believe this and take it seriously, mm-hmm. and uh, just you know, you're a sinner, you're separated, and believe that Jesus Christ came for you. That there's a God who loves you. Mm-hmm. And remember this whole biblical story. Remember, take a step back. It's all pointing to Jesus. Absolutely. All pointing to God redeeming us, even though we continue to rebel. God says, I'm never giving up on you, and I have a plan, and my plan is through Jesus Christ. And Jesus mm-hmm. says, hey, I'm, I'm finally here. The plan's being executed. Sorry. It's being it's being executed. Mm-hmm. And I believe that Jesus Christ came for you, and Jesus died on the cross for you. And he said, okay, I'm going to take this penalty of your sin by dying for in your place. And Jesus conquered death by rising from the dead. You believe that today. Believe that. He yeah. came for you. He died for you. He rose for you. And he has conquered death, and he's conquered sin. And today, receive that free gift of salvation by exactly. trusting in Jesus Christ alone. Christ alone. Christ alone. Not in your works, not in the world, but trust in Christ alone. Mm-hmm. And that story we just told you, believe in that as, believe in him as your savior from sin. He saves you from your sin, from mm-hmm. death. And he's going to provide you that actual fulfilling life. Like nothing Absolutely. in this world is fulfilling. And I know there's listeners out there, many that are saying, I am so unfulfilled. With my life right now, and I felt that same way. I pursued everything in the world. I love the book of Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. Solomon is one of the wealthiest people that's ever lived. He said, I've had everything, and it's all vanity. It's all like trying to yeah. grab smoke. And Jesus Christ is the only thing alone that will provide that true mm-hmm. fulfillment, that true eternal life. And this has been a fun episode. I think it's, in a sense, it's been weighty. It's also been really challenging. I am, I am refreshed to always hear the gospel over and over again and i hope by god's grace it be it's always new whenever 
every yeah. single day, right? Yeah. Every single episode that we have on this podcast will point back to this to gospel. Exactly. And we want you all to every day walk with us, like mm-hmm. walk towards the cross with us, run towards you, Jesus with us, and keep taking people with you. Exactly. Tell people about this good news. And tell people about what he's done in your life. So don't be afraid to share it. Tell, tell the whole world and take people with you as we all run towards Christ. Yes, yeah, so we would love for, again, you guys to join us on this journey we have, Adventure Towards Christ. <laughs> uh, we do have an Instagram account. If you want to go follow us on that, it's a great way to keep in touch with us. Feel free to follow us there. Give us any messages. Um, our handle on that is magnifying underscore God. So magnifying underscore God and our account is magnifying God in your twenties. And so that is again, a great place to uh, hang out with Manny and myself (laughs) there. We also have an email account uh, as well. And this email account is a great way to stay in touch with us as well. And to email us any questions that you have, or you want to follow up Mm -hmm. up with us. Now the email here is magnifying God in your 20s, and 20s is T-W-E-N-T-Y-S at gmail.com. So magnifying God in your 20s at gmail.com. And we'll have our email within our Instagram account mm-hmm. bio as well. So thank you again, guys, for listening and hanging out with us today. We love you a lot yeah. and are excited to continue on this journey with you all. Yeah. As yeah. we try to magnify God in our 20s. As we try to magnify Not magnifying ourselves, but magnifying this God who is awesome and loves you all very much. Well, that's a wrap for us, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, that's episode two in the books. I'm re- excited for uh, future episodes. We'll see you in the next one. See you in the next we one. We love you guys. <laughs>